Holy Spirit, come and fill this place, convert our hearts, and make us men and women after your own heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, in our gospel passage this morning, once again turns the world on its ear. He is in a crowded home and just has given a difficult teaching on divorce. And some have brought children to be blessed by him. The response of the disciples is to shoo the children away. And this was in keeping with what almost anyone who lived in the first century would have done. Children were seen as unimportant and even at times expendable. We have written texts from the early part of the last millennium that talk about the common practice of infant abandonment when a newborn would be left out in the open, either due to their gender, almost always girls, and or the family's economic situation. And even if one was not going to such an extreme, children were still not held in high regard. Indeed, children were to be seen, not heard. And here they are, breaking up Jesus' teaching moment with these children. But Jesus' response at the disciples who rebuked those who were bringing the children and tried to get rid of them was indignation over their behavior, over what they had done. And he welcomed these little children and declared to them, such belongs the kingdom of God, and that one must receive the kingdom of God like a child in order to enter it. To first century ears, this was a radical thing. And yet it is no less radical for those of us who hear it today. So what did Jesus mean that the kingdom of God belongs to those like children? And that to enter it, one must receive it like a child? Well, the kingdom of God belongs to children and to others like them who are of apparent, no apparent importance because God has willed it to them. The crowds that often flocked around Jesus, the sinners and the tax collectors, those whose society saw as weak, as unimportant, as outcasts of those that they would rather not see, but in fact shoo away. Those are the ones that God had a bias for. Those who knew that they were weak. And those who acknowledged a need for rescue, for a savior. What Jesus is not saying about children is, uh, like Sarah McLaughlin would say, we are all born innocent. That is not what Jesus is saying. In fact, even from our mother's wombs, we are sinful. It's in our DNA. Just this past week, my wife Lauren, early in the morning, walked into our girls' room to find a few locks of Lily's hair on the floor. And when she confronted our three-and-a-half-year-old as to who cut her hair, Lily lied. Lauren then went on to explain to her that she was more upset with Lily's lying than the actual incident. And in desperation, Lauren asked Lily, Lily, who taught you how to lie? 
And Lily took her cute little finger and pointed to her sinful little heart. Praise God for self-aware three-year-olds. I wish that they were all born with a clean blank slate and it was about uh, whether we put good things on the slate or bad things. But if that were true, we would need to put little hooks on cabinets and little plugs in the electrical outlet to keep them from sticking things in. Uh, Because I don't know if you knew this or not, but you don't have to teach a child how to misbehave. Uh, It comes naturally to them. And yet, there is something about little children that Jesus is getting at. There is something about them that is necessary for a relationship with Him. So what does it mean to become like a little child? It means that you are utterly helpless in your relationship to God. Like a little child who depends on everything from their parent uh, that is finds a parent necessary for survival. Everything comes from the parent. So it is in a relationship with God that God does all of the giving. And our only response is to receive from Him. We are wholly dependent upon Him for our survival. It means that we know our own smallness and helplessness in this broken world. That we are all small and helpless like little children and look to Him only for our health and our salvation. But this is a difficult thing for adults because for us as adults, it's hard for us to receive anything. You know, a child receives with no intention of reciprocating. Everything is a gift. I have yet to hear any of my children, after taking them out to a nice meal, especially Lily, say, Dad, the next one's on me. Uh, there's, no, there's no intention. They simply receive everything as a gift. I had an aunt and uncle that came in earlier in the week, and they came in the door, and the girls immediately spied wrapped packages. And they came forward and they received them, said thank you, and took them away. There was not any talk of, oh, Aunt Maureen, Uncle Paul, yours is on back order. I forgot your, you know, it's coming in the mail. But a simple reception. And not just that. When they receive a gift, they take it openly and confidently. I've been to two churches that have done this, and both Baptist churches, so it might be something that they just do. Uh, But the preacher has stood down front and held a $20 bill in the air and has said, uh, whoever would like this $20 bill, simply come down and get it. I'm not going to do it this morning, uh, because that would ruin my point. Because the point is, is in both instances, it was a child who came down to receive the money. Because the adults looked at the preacher and thought, is he for real? And then they looked at one another. Is there a catch? And who's really going to get up and take it? And yet in both instances, the child thought nothing. He offered it, they walked down, and they simply received it by faith. That what he said was true, that he would give it to them. Children receive openly and confidently the gifts that are given to them. It reminds me of the great hymn by Charles Wesley. 
And can it be where he writes, No condemnation now I dread. Jesus in all in him is mine. Alive in him my living head. And clothed in righteousness divine. Bold I approach the eternal throne. And claim the crown through Christ my own. Charles Wesley was saying, look, I approach the throne of grace uh, not because of anything that that I've done or or what I bring, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. And I can come with boldness because it's not based upon my merit, but based upon what he has done. Now, altar calls are not very popular in the Episcopal Church. And yet every service here at the Advent in which we celebrate the Lord's Supper, that is an altar call. Because we remember what Jesus Christ has done, what he has done for us, and we hold out the invitation. All of you who would come and receive Jesus Christ and acknowledge him as your Savior and submit to his Lordship, that you would simply come forward because of the work of the Holy Holy Spirit in your life and that you would simply receive him. And how is it that you come? Do you have your resume under your arm? You come with thoughts of, here is how I have been holy all week long. You come to the communion rail empty-handed. And then you kneel in the posture of a beggar. And you hold your empty hands out. And your only act is to receive him in faith. Trusting in his promises. And so when we come to Jesus Christ like a little child, his arms wide open, welcoming us, we come as small and helpless. And we come to the throne of God's grace in spite of that because of what he has done. We come to him in boldness, not because we are able, but because of his merits in dying for us. And yes, with open arms. He receives us, children of God, sons and daughters, that this morning you and I might flee to him whose arms are wide open. Little children, come to him. Amen.